Hey guys, what's going on? Sunny D here. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. Super excited to share this episode with you. This is the second installment of Meet the Team 1.0 series. And on this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Dawn the Artist. That's how you can find her on the gram, at Dawn the Artist. Digging into her origin story, talking about the curvy, windy, twisty road that eventually landed her in the beauty industry and also at the Salon 1.0. This was an awesome interview. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, 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 what's going on, guys? How's it going out there? You are now listening to the YFYI podcast. I am your host, Sunny D. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming here each and every week where we come to get our mind right, get our money right, so we can get our earn on by getting our learn on. That's why you come here, whether you're just getting started in your journey in the beauty industry or whether you're a grizzled seasoned vet in the beauty industry this is where you come to get inspired and hear from the trenches what's going on not only in my world but now as we're going into this new series i'm bringing to you introducing to you one by one by one the cast that is behind what is the salon 1.0 all of our team members so we're starting to get into the interviews We've been talking about it for a while. You guys have been requesting it for a while. You wanted to meet people. You follow some of them on social media. So now we're going to start putting the names and faces to the sounds and sights of all of our team members. And so if you guys have been following the podcast for a while, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new, welcome to the YFYI podcast and get ready because we have an exclusive today. We have a a very special uh, interview with one of our team members, someone that I've been able to get to know over the past several years as she started her journey with the Salon 1.0. And if you follow our page, you may know her as Dawn the Artist. I know her as Dawn, but she is definitely an artist, and we're going to get into that. So i just like to say, Dawn, welcome to the YFYI podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Very cool. I'm excellent, excellent. So one of the, the, one of the big things, you know, in our salon is definitely, obviously, the art, and you are an artist. And... What I want are, as we're sitting here, you know, downtown in the the Channel District, and there's a lot of creatives down here. You work down here. You also work in our other salon, um, but practicing your art all over the place. What I want to do is kind of unpack and, you know, unwrap who is, you know, Dawn, the artist. So we're going to get into a little bit of your origin story. And with that, you know, we'll go into... Just kind of where, you know, you kind of originated as the artist when you became Dawn the artist and where will we find Dawn the artist in the future? So now, how long have you been with the salon now? I have been with the salon since March of 2014, so I've been here just over four years. Awesome. So four years at the salon 1.0 and it's been a pretty awesome four years watching all of the growth and seeing what you've we've got a couple for you guys that are watching on video if you see us like waving around we've got some friends in the studio today we've got a couple of gnats so if you're on audio you might hear some fanning of the mics but it's all good so four years four years now I want to kind of go back so then we can go forward so when we started with Dawn where did we find Dawn where did you grow up I was born and raised in Florida. Okay. Um, back in good old, not that I want to age myself, but in 1976. Okay. So, All right. yeah, I kind of got started in my beauty career a little bit later. But um, I did grow up in a town called Newport Ritchie. Okay. Which is about an hour north of Tampa. And I did go to high school there. 
Awesome, awesome. So when so you grew up in Newport Ritchie, mm -hmm. and you went to high school there. What kind of what kind of student were you? I was actually a really good student. Yeah, um, like I, straight A's or um, not quite straight A's, but math was always the one thing. I am not a math logic person whatsoever. Okay. So math was never a strong suit. So definitely numbers always got me but i was you know pretty much a b some c okay but cool what was your favorite subject my favorite you know i really i enjoyed english as a subject i've always been good at writing okay so nice. i always i enjoyed english um i didn't really take art classes in high school, especially in the beginning, I actually went to, when when I was in school, you had the option to do on-the-job training mm -hmm. or vocational okay. for your junior and senior year. So I chose to do commercial art okay. for my junior, senior year, along with going to high school. So because I was shooting to get scholarships, I was not only doing my, my high school, I was doing night school. I was doing summer school. Oh, I was damn. doing vocational school. Oh wow! So were you trying to get a scholarship, like academic, or yeah, to oh, be okay. able to go to college? Oh wow! Dang. So that was like extra. Was that like all extra credits, or was it? It's not that it was extra because, like I said, math being a weaker subject for me, and mm -hmm. I didn't do great in math. Um, it did hold me back a little bit. So I need to make up some credits. Okay. So when I did that, um, and I kind of, as bad as this is, I put PE off as long as I could. I hated PE. Oh, it man. was not interesting to me at all. Okay. So I always wanted to be more so in the classroom learning as opposed to doing the physical side of things. Okay. So So we're, we're opposite. That was like my favorite yeah. subject because it was like an easy A. All the rest of them I didn't have a chance in, so... I hear you on that one. That's cool. So you were trying to get the, the scholarship. Did you end up getting a scholarship? I did. Um, I ended up with four different scholarships. Oh, nice. Um, a couple local ones, one through Jewish Community Center. Okay. Um, Florida Gold Seal. The, that was a vocational. Okay. That was a vocational. Because since I went to the vocational school, I was able to get the vocational scholarship. Okay. But in order to do that, to get the extra couple credits that I needed, I was told if I would paint a mural on the graphic design wall at, it was at that time Marchman Vocational Center. Okay. That I would go ahead and get my extra couple credits that I needed to be able to get that scholarship. So I ended up graduating high school with I think a 3.8 overall. Oh, nice. GPA. Dang. 3.8, that's, uh, I mean, two more points, right? You're yeah. 4.0. All right, that's, very, that's pretty cool. So now when the, so, in the arts, like, what was your, like, earliest kind of memory, like, of just liking art in general? I, you know, it's hard to even think back, because when I, I remember even when I was as early as six, mm -hmm. I was into theater. Okay. So a different form of art, but I started kind of my acting end of things uh, when I was about six years old. Okay. And Music Man was my first film, or my first move, um, musical that I remember doing for theater. Okay. And what was your uh, role, would you? I was just one of the little town's kids. Okay. Yeah, kind nice. of background, um, just one of the little kids that was in the Oh, nice. That was in the show. So. Nice. And when you, so you were thinking about, like, as far as the scholarship goes, like, when you thought about, you know, just kind of the future, like, what was, like, long-term kind of thinking, if you had long-term thinking, like, as a student, where were you going? Like, what did you want to see yourself doing? Well, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a veterinarian okay i wanted to go to university of florida okay when i was growing up but as i got older i realized i hate seeing animals in pain oh right as much as i love them i hate to see them in pain so veterinary probably was not going to be up my alley because i'd be crying oh. at every moment that i could right um so as i was going through high school and going into the commercial art I figured art school. So there was actually two different schools that I was looking at going to college. One was Ringling School of Art and Design, which was what it was known as 
when I went there. Okay. Or Flagler. Ringling, like Ringling, like the is like it Ringling the circus? The circus but it's, yeah, but it's an art. There's no an art relation. college, and it's in Sarasota. It's it's owned by John Ringling. Is it so the they, same person? Yes. Oh. So they're okay. owned by John Ringling, okay. who ran the Ringling Brothers okay. Circus, but he had an art college as well. Nice. So it was either Ringling or Flagler, which is in St. Augustine. Okay. And with Ringling at the time, you didn't need SAT scores to get in, and I bombed my SATs. Oh. As good as a student as I was, the SATs had me freeze. So I took it probably about four or five times, and I never did well. Fortunately, at Ringling, at the time, you didn't need SAT scores to get in. Oh, okay. okay. So. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. So you needed a portfolio, but okay. you didn't need SAT scores. Okay. So. Cool. So veterinarian, you're like, yeah, I love animals, but I'm not. Yeah. And what kind of animals did you have growing up? Mostly dogs. Okay. We always had one, if not two, dogs in the house. Um, had huskies, we've had chows, we've had labradors, we've had a lot of medium to big dogs. Okay. Um, I think the smallest one we had really growing up or that I had growing up was a cocker spaniel. Okay. Okay. So, but I've always had a pet. Okay. And what about uh, brothers, sisters? Do you have siblings? Not by birth. Okay. Um, I did have some very close family. Um, basically my mom's best friend, I grew up with her son. So we ended up kind of growing up in a brother-sister type relationship because okay. we met them back when I was about five years old and okay. we kind of grew up together. Okay. So, and then I have step-siblings. So is your, you were your mom's only child? Yes. Okay. And then mom, dad, were they together your whole childhood or? Till I was 14. Okay. And then they decided to get a divorce, which okay. and I benefited because I got a new house. So oh, nice. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's cool. So, but that's, it was cool because when I got to start high school, I got to start at a brand new high school. So River Ridge, the first year of River Ridge High School, which is in Newport Ritchie, okay. started in the early 90s, which is when I went to high school. Oh, nice. So I got to go, I was the first class to go all the way through freshman through senior year oh, nice. of that high school. Nice. Where everything was brand new? Everything was brand new. That's yep. always nice. That's always nice. So like, like when I started with Paul Mitchell, the school was brand new. Everything mm -hmm. was brand new. And then it slowly goes down. Yeah. <laughs> but they try their best to keep it up. So, so 14, and are you, you still have a relationship with your mom? Yeah. yeah. And what about your dad? Where's your dad at these days? My dad, actually, he moved back from Colorado about a year and a half ago. And okay. um, we didn't really, I hadn't seen him in probably about 10 years. Okay before that and um, last year we were able to reconnect together so he's actually moved back to Florida okay and he's now in a little town called Mims Mims where is that at? that is on the east coast of Florida okay not far from like Daytona area I think it's like an hour from Daytona but it's a teeny little town okay. um, on that east coast of Florida. okay so being I mean, essentially an only child, Is there was there any challenges with that, not like being the only child? Because everything that went wrong was your fault, right? I mean, like if we looked to see who did it, there was nobody to blame it on. Yeah, there was nobody really <laughs> to blame, but at the same time, I feel like my mom was really good about letting me kind of be who I was. So I, and she would probably agree with this, I really wasn't a bad kid. Okay. So I feel like when I grew up, I was the one that was kind of watching out for everybody else. Okay. So when everyone else was drinking and partying and doing all this stuff, I was kind of the one that would sit back and just make sure everyone was okay. Okay. So you weren't a big, like, partier? No, not at all. You would go to the parties? I would or? go, I mean, yeah, I would go to some of the parties and stuff, but I, like I said, I'm not, I've never really been a drinker. Okay. So that's not really my thing, but I like to... Like, if I was going to the club, I'd go more so for people watching. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, then to go dance. Got it. Got it. That's cool. I don't like to really draw attention to myself, so I was usually kind of just watching everybody else draw attention to themselves. Okay. So, all right. So, you kind of were the, uh, you, you were the, you were present, you were observing. Yes. And you weren't necessarily going going all out no. at, at, at the parties. I could honestly say that in this day and age of social media, if things were to be video recorded then, I'd be safe. Okay. <laughs> there's not, no tapes are going to come out if you I ever run for president? I don't think there's going to be president. crazy that, no. All right. 
Cool. So now, so you, you got the scholarship. You're in college now. How was that? What was that experience like? Difficult. Why? Because when you're going to an art school, it's not like going to a traditional college where you have your regular liberal arts courses where everything's graded A through F. Okay. When I was going to art school, my ideas might be different than what some of the teacher's ideas were or right. what was coming across in my artwork. Yeah, how do you grade that? Exactly. And it was very difficult for me. So I actually, when I was in junior year, um, I really was having some difficulties with kind of my path and where I wanted to go with it. Okay. And I decided to, I started in sculpture. Because when you go to Ringling, like you start, everyone starts doing the same thing. So you all start, you're kind of even keel, very, you know, that first year. Then when you get into your sophomore year, you really have to pick what major you want to focus on. So when I picked my major, I decided I was going to do illustration. And then okay. I changed my mind and I decided to do fine arts because I like things that are more organic. So I figured fine arts was a better area for me, okay. but I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do with it. Okay. Gotcha. So when I did the fine arts, I decided to, when you go through, you kind of study everything of the fine arts and then it breaks it down in your junior year that you have to pick two things to focus on. So I decided to do printmaking and sculpture. Okay. And then as I was doing my sculpture, I realized my craftsmanship is awful. And what are you sculpting out of? Whatever. Like, you can sculpt out of anything. I, I learned how to weld. I learned how to do bronze casting. Okay. Um, you know, wood carving, you know, uh, wood shop, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, pretty much you can sculpt out of whatever you, you'd like. So I learned a lot of things as far as that aspect. Okay. But it, cool. it was it was kind of messy. And, like, you really have to explain, like, if there's a nail somewhere, why is that nail there? Oh, uh, okay. So you have to have a reason for everything. So you would do, like, a project and then do, like, a presentation or something on it? For, or, to like, to get your kind of Yeah, you kind grading. of explain, you know, okay. what it was, what it was called, you know, why you chose to, to paint this piece or sculpt this piece, whatever okay. it was. And I remember one time I, you know, was mentioning about kind of doing art for art therapy, and they're like, you can't do that. And I was like, why? You were doing what? Art like for? Art for art therapy. So okay. it was kind of helping me as a person. Okay. To kind of get feelings out, because I've never been one to really talk to people about my feelings. Okay. So that was how I kind of did it was through my art. So a lot of my early pieces, because there was a lot of turmoil in my family, were geared kind of towards, you know, they, it would show in my artwork. Oh, cool. Okay. And that was kind of how I got my feelings across instead yeah. of talking to somebody about it. Because yeah. the way that I think, I'm the one that's going through it. Nobody else is going through it with me. Right. Nobody's going to have the same feelings as me. So who's going to understand better than myself? Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just always would kind of pour myself into my art with, you know, whatever I was feeling. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now, so you graduated mm -hmm. and where were you at, like at that point in your life? What was the next thing for you? So right before I graduated, I actually ended up meeting somebody, um, got married and did a lot of moving around. So it, it was, I wanted, when I met, when I was going to college, I actually had met somebody that went to a makeup school. Okay. And I thought that would be really cool to go to makeup school. I mean, it's a different kind of art. Yeah. And it kind of goes along with the theater. So I was like, yeah, makeup school kind of seems kind of cool. But being that the person that I was with was in the military. Okay. You kind of have to move around a lot. Military spouse life. Yes. So ended up moving from Florida to Alaska was there for two years. Oh, wow. Okay. Alaska to Mississippi. And there was, was there for three years. And then Mississippi back to Florida. Wow. So I never really got a chance to have a career in art because in those states, unless I'm doing something freelance, which I would still go like draw and paint. Right. But I couldn't start a career. Right. Doing that. So when you were like, when you were in Alaska, what were you like doing? So when I was in Alaska, before I, before I left Florida, I was actually working two jobs. I worked for Home Depot. Okay. And I was there for about four and a half years at Home Depot in Bradenton because I was, that's where I was living. Okay. And then I was working, I ended up working there 
part-time because I started there full-time, went part-time, and then I was working at a credit union at the same time. Okay. So I left the credit union. I had messaged a credit union in Alaska and was trying to see if they were looking for, because that's all I knew at that time. Okay. Was financial, you know, jobs. So wow. So, I, th- so this took a turn. Yeah. So you were, one minute you're, you're sculpting and, and now trying to explain why a nail is there. And now you're yeah. like, you're fine. You're in the finance business. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> numbers go figure. Um, so yeah. So I ended up going, I ended up messaging somebody in Alaska at a credit union that was there and got hired at, started at a credit union. Okay. Wasn't really comfortable where I was at. And one of the military wives that I met who was stationed on the same boat, I asked her what she did. And she said, well, I'm a debt collector. Oh, okay. I work at a credit bureau. And I was like, okay. So I was like, do they have any more openings? Because realistically, like when you go live in Alaska in the town that we did, it's called Ketchikan. It's a very small town. Wow. During the wintertime, there's about 8,000 people. Wow. And Jeez. during the summer, the boats come in. So okay. on a Thursday specifically, you could have 10,000 people just on a Thursday, just from cruise ships. Wow. So I ended up getting a job at the credit bureau and I was there for two years. It was very interesting calling some of the the native people because some of them don't speak English. Oh, wow. What is it? Is it like native, it's like Native American? Or is it, what's the native tongue? So there's, I mean, there's several different that are kind of in the area and I don't want to butcher the pronunciation. Um, but they, some of them speak like Clinkit, I think is how it's pronounced. Clinkit. Something like that. Um, but yeah, there are some people that there's a lot of, um, I mean, the Alaska natives that are there, some of them, you kind of either, yeah. Clinkit. So, so here's, I have to ask, because you were in Alaska, like, did you ever like, did you see an igloo? Is that like a real no. thing? No, <laughs> not where we were. So, okay. yeah, basically, like, jobs that are there, you either work in a fish cannery. Okay. You work in a uh, gift shop. Okay. Because that's a lot of what's there. That's kind of where I was going with that with the 8,000 people. Um, you work in a gift shop. Or, I mean, there's not a whole lot of options of jobs to do. So that, that town, it kind of lives off of, like, the port? Like, people yes. coming in, tourists and stuff? Okay. Yeah. Especially during the summertime, because that's when your your main season, I think it's like was like March to September. Okay. That's when the boats would come in. Okay. Wow. So, so you're traveling around, not really set up as like an artist at this point. Right. But that's still a passion of yours. Yeah. It's still something you're doing when you, when you can. Um, so then you end up back in Florida. Mm-hmm. And where do you go from there? So part of the reason we came back to Florida was because my mom is here. Okay. And I was able to have the opportunity to go to the makeup school that I originally wanted to go to. Oh, full When circle. I left college. All right. So How many I, years has it been now since you left college? Since I left college, I graduated in 2000. Okay. And you got back here in Florida? Uh, 2008. Wow. So eight years. Yeah. Okay. Still going after it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. So yeah. you went to makeup school? I went to a makeup school called uh, Joe Blasco Makeup Center East. Yep. And I went with the intention to be able to study everything from beauty to prosthetics. Pretty much whatever the class or the school that I've had to offer, I wanted to do. Okay. Because I love um, the special effects. So I went with the intention. You kind of have to go through the beauty program before you can get to the special effects program. Okay. But the schooling itself was like a 17-week program total. Okay. So I went for the first, um, like your first three weeks is your beauty, and then you kind of break it down character work, hair work, kind of all the aspects of the makeup industry. Okay. And then we're going to just hold one second here. So we just took a little short intermission so we can get our film going again. So you're so you're going through how to how was it? Did you excel there? Was it a challenge? What did you think about makeup school? I loved it, and I think because I was a little older mm-hmm. going in, uh, I got more out of it. Okay. Than somebody who basically would have just gotten out of high school, 
and said, well, I have to do something with my life, so. Okay, kind of like when at, at Paul Mitchell, yes. like I was, I was 25 when I went to Paul Mitchell. How old were you when you got to Joe Blasco's? So when I did Joe Blasco, I think I was about, oh shoot, I think I was probably around like early 30s. Okay. Yeah, definitely different when you're a few years older. Because I know in, in Paul Mitchell, I mean, I was in day school. So I had, like, all of the 18-year-olds. And it was just, like, it was, like, high school. Like, mm -hmm. they graduated last week. So so you were there to do it. Yeah. You already had thought about it. Eight years, obviously, had gone by. Um, you did well there? Yeah. Cool. And then you finished, so you graduated. Yep. And where did you go next? So from there, um, I started doing a lot of freelancing. So I did a lot of photo shoots. I've done probably more pinup, specifically photo shoots, than I can count. Okay. But, I mean, I've had a lot of really good opportunities, just people that I've met. I've had opportunities to do um, some short films. I did a movie co-commercial. Oh, nice. That they did, like, a movie co-red carpet preview. Okay. So through Studio House Pictures, uh, which a friend of mine, David Melendez, runs, he's the producer, kind of owner of that pr production company. He asked if I would be interested to do this, you know, movie co thing. So Marissa May, who was, I think she was on season 15 of The Bachelor. Okay. Um, she was our main person. So she's kind of the, the hair and makeup that I had to do for that movie co commercial. Nice. And I remember specifically we were at the movie co. It was an overnight thing, and we were there till probably 7 or 8 in the morning. There's people driving by in the parking lot. They're like, oh, what's going on? Well, we need yeah. extras, so come on, get in the film. Oh, cool. Everyone's like, oh, it's my minute. I'm going to be famous. Yeah. It's my minute of fame. <laughs> nice. That's cool. So, and, and we're definitely going to, I know, like, makeup is a big part mm -hmm. of your world, and there's something that, you know, we're going to start doing, hopefully producing in very near in the very near future a kind of more makeup exclusive video maybe a podcast that kind of goes with it so i definitely want to get into that the makeup world with you on a future episode because i know that i mean i want to talk about like i mean the i mean the horror makeup i've seen the things i've seen you do like the horror makeup and beauty makeup and all of that so we're going to come back but i want to kind of get into so you went to the makeup school you graduated makeup school your early 30s, when do you decide to go to hair school and why? So I decided to do hair school because I remember my teacher, which unfortunately he's no longer with us, um, such an inspirational person, but mm. he, I remember him saying, you're going to need to know how to style hair oh. when you go do these photo shoots. Okay. okay. So a lot of photographers, what I came across is they wanted somebody who could do not just makeup, but hair. Both, okay. So, because they're going to want to pay one person. They don't want to have to pay multiple people to do different services. So, if they can find one person to be able to do right. both, that's going to be more beneficial for them. Right, right, right. So, I figured, well, I should probably go to hair school. And fortunately, with um, GI Bill, mm -hmm. because my ex now, um, he donated a portion of the GI Bill, so I could go to hair school. Okay, okay. So, I was able to fortunately have my hair school paid for. Okay. Through GI Bill. So that was, you know, a huge bonus to me because I know there's so many people struggling with, you know, student loans. Okay. So. So when, so you guys got separated. When did mm -hmm. you guys get separated? How long were you back in Florida? Was it after uh, makeup school? Or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I think 2014, 13. Okay. No, it was earlier than that. 2012. Okay. 2012. So you guys were married how long? 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. And... What, I mean, what ended it? Like, what, what? Just, you know, just having your differences, just becoming different people. Um, and I'm now with somebody else that I've been with for the past seven years. Um, you know, he really helps me out. He's, he's you know, been really supportive and wanting me to succeed yeah. in, in everything. So. And fun to have at our parties. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, yeah. He, you know, Daniel, Daniel, we're talking about you. <laughs> Cool. So no, he's yeah, he's an awesome person. He's he, you know, he specifically like he, you know, we've had our ups and downs, which you know any couple does, but sure. you know we're he he's been a good support. He's you know he's kind of he always wants to see me do well. So awesome, awesome. So now, so now you go to hair school. You go to Paul Mitchell, the school. You went to the original location, right yep. over on uh, Nebraska USF. 
what was your experience there like when you thought about now your your how, how how old were you when you went now to Paul Mitchell so I think when I went to Paul Mitchell I was like 36 or 37 okay okay yeah in your class were you the oldest person in your class were you there was one person that was actually I think two months older than me okay okay all right and then how was that experience going through Paul Mitchell it was definitely different. Um, day school? Day school, yeah. Okay, cool. Day school. All right. And you, so you were doing, so for those of you guys, if you're listening and you don't go to or you've never been to beauty school, we do occasionally have people that I know listen to the podcast. So we have a day school or night school option in Florida. We're at, what, 1,200 hours? Yeah. So day school, you basically are knocking out like 35 hours-ish, I think a week, and you can finish in probably eight or nine months yeah. if you don't miss a lot. So you went to day school, so you're putting in your work. Yes. And when you weren't in school, what were you, were you working at the same time? Were you? I was. Um, i trying to think what I was doing. I mean, I was doing a lot of photo shoots okay. at the time. Um, I mean, that's a majority, I think, of what I was doing. So you're pretty much now, you're, you're, you know, you're in the art world. You're staying, like, mm-hmm. you're staying in the art world. Cool. So going through school, what was that experience like? Was it as easy as you thought it was going to be? You're like, oh, this is another art. I got it. And you know, it kind of was because I feel like I've always had a connection okay. as far as, you know, things that are creative. Um, yeah, I mean, it really, like, for me, I really kind of made sure that I kind of stuck to what I needed to do when I was there, mm-hmm. try to be kind of a mentor for some of the younger people Okay. because I had already been doing this you know, a good, you know, five years or so when yeah. I first decided to go to hair school. Now, when, when they had, like, were you, as far as, like, the makeup goes, they teach makeup at Paul Mitchell, but they you're do. already, you've already been through a makeup school, so what was your take on the makeup portion? Was it like, I should be teaching this? <laughs> no, I didn't feel necessarily I should be teaching it. We had a great teacher. Okay. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it came easy to me. Super basic. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, yeah. very basic for me. I'm thinking about it now. I don't even remember like what I learned about makeup in school, if anything. I know we got like a makeup kit with some Ultimate Face products in it, and at the time, what were they using when you were there? Co Cosmetics. Oh, they had switched over. Oh, and then now they switched back. Yeah. So yeah, they were using Co Cosmetics, and it's when I. When I would have, whenever I would do a makeup, so there was a, say a guest would come into the school wanting yeah. their makeup done, you know, the school only charged $5 to get your full face of makeup done. Right. Which for me, I was charging substantially more than that because... What were you charging? I think back then I was charging like 50 bucks for nice. makeup. Nice. Okay. So, I mean, it kind of killed me a little bit inside every time I was in school where I could only charge $5 to do a full face of makeup. Right. But, I mean, at the same time, everyone, you know, it felt good because everyone would come to me like, hey, can you help me with this? Or can you help me with this? Or how do you do that? You know, so. That's cool. So now you're doing, so you're doing, you're working on the side, doing some freelance, doing photo shoots. You're in school. How long, so when, what, uh, when did you start school and how long did it take you to finish? So I started school, if I remember correctly, uh, February 19th. 2013. Okay. And I think I finished November 5th of 2013, but didn't have my graduation until March of the following year. Yeah, your graduation. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, because they don't graduate, I mean, what they do, I think they do like what, two? I think it's two three, a year. Yeah, two a year, I something think, yeah. like that. So you go through school. What was your, what was your, like, one of your, like, favorite memories of school, Paul Mitchell School? One of my favorite memories, I think, was probably my core teacher that I had. Um, his name was Rodney. Oh, Rodney. Yep. Yep. Remember so Rodney. So he just, he made everything fun. You know, okay. I got to do that. And then I remember kind of right out of core, there was a fashion show or something that we had to do. And me and one of the other girls got picked to help with it. Okay. So we weren't even like, we hadn't even started our journey yet. Like we just got out of core. Nice. And they wanted our help. They asked me to do makeup for whatever, nice. you know, the fashion show. And then also doing... Um, was that like one of the fundraiser shows or was it something? I think it might have been one of the first shows when I started school. So I think it was part of the school 
Okay. It was at Honeypot, if I'm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the fundraisers. Yeah. So sometimes, I mean, I remember they did that a couple, a few years in a mm-hmm. row, and we as a salon participated in it a couple times. So yeah, so you were doing, you did the makeup for. So what I did the makeup for one of the girls who actually owns her own salon now. Um, her name is Cami. Cami Sampson. She owns Metamorphosis oh, cool. or Metamorphosis, I think. It's okay. In Ebor. Okay. So she was the model, so I got to do yep. her makeup. So we did something for that. But we were, Cami was the model for Oz, who's one of the teachers. Yeah, at yeah, a yeah, school. yeah. I remember that show actually, and so, I remember I remember meeting her. And so you did her makeup. So I did Cami's makeup nice. to be Oz's model for the show because it was a something she had to do kind of right there on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a platform artist at the time, so yep. it wasn't just somebody walking out. Like Oz actually did everything, everything live. Everything live. Nice, very cool, awesome. And then, so you you go through school. School goes well. You graduate clearly. What's your next move? So next move from here. Got to get a job. Exactly. <laughs> That's the goal, right? Well, I remember when you know Salon 1.0 first came to the school. And I just thought everyone just looked so sharp and so put together. And I was looking going, you know, I'd love to work there, but I don't know if I'd fit in was my first thought. And I remember Jenny, who was the dean at the time, okay, and coming up to you and say, and Jenny's like, hey, keep an eye out for this one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So, yeah, no, a lot of people, I mean – have said like similar things like this or like they see 1.0 and they're like oh I don't know I guess I guess we have I mean yeah I mean the image is good and but I think like a little reputation for being like tough too I don't know I mean but I think it's um it is tough but I think it's definitely just cause with just cause because we want so so now what did you when did you decide like you were like all right I'm gonna go for it you know, it was between here and another salon that I had actually interviewed right at the same time. Um, the other salon is, it's called Bobby Bin Hair Gallery there in Ebor as well. Um, one of the reasons I ended up going there and, and kind of got hired on is because Daniel, okay. one of his good friends, owns it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it was kind of like, I'm going to give you the, you know, a chance. Right. But you had that, an in, you were in. Yeah. So, right. you know, being that it was more of a, a commission, you know, I had come here first for, for the hiring event and I know we, you know, we had a talk and things weren't, the image wasn't quite right at the time. Um, so of course I, you know, I ended up getting this other opportunity, which wasn't the smartest choice. Um, it was commission based, very, you know. Unless and you have a clientele. Fresh out of school. And I was right out of school. Right. So, I mean, I had, you know, thankfully some, a handful of good friends that decided right. to come and you know, get services done, but it wasn't, it didn't end up being for me. Got it. Got it. And I kind of came back, you know, not crawling on my knees, but I did, you know, come back to you and I was like, hey, you might want to. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember, I mean, I remember the first time and. I mean, I gave you some feedback and timing is everything, but I really respect that, the fact that you did come back because a lot of people would have been like, oh, you know, uh, take it like too personal and never, ever give it another shot. So that was, that was cool. And that was definitely, I definitely respected that. So you came back and what happened the second time? <laughs> so second time, um, I, the first time I came, it was kind of back in the day where we used to do these hiring events. And then you'd come in and audition. So you'd be auditioning at the same time as, you know, three other people. Yep. Or four other people or whoever was here. Um, so the second time, because I had recently just done that audition, um, things were a little bit kind of the stars aligned, I guess. And you offered me a position. I started part-time. So I would come in, I think it was four days a week, kind of a three to eight shift in the mm-hmm. beginning. And then just as time went on, you know, I started kind of bringing people in and getting you know people in the door yeah and so now you're so now you're 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 doing it now you're a hairstylist you're in the salon you're working at the salon 1.0 you started building your business 
how, I mean, what do you think about as far as like building your business? Is it easier than you thought? Is it harder than you thought? Like as you've watched it over the past few years now, you're, you know, you're not new anymore. I mean, to some people have been doing this for 30 years, but you're not like new anymore. You know, you, you know, you coming up on five years. I mean, if you count school, right. five years, I mean, you know, in the game. What do you think about those beginning, those couple of years in the beginning, as far as building the business? What was your experience? It's definitely difficult because, yeah. I mean, you could pass out 100 cards and, you know, you're lucky if you see one or two come through the door. So you really have to depend on, you know, who you do have in your chair okay. to, to come in and see you, you know, because these people, they put their trust in you to be able to achieve what you, they would like you to achieve. Nice. And so now building your business, you built quite a business. And what does your business mainly consist of? You know, I do a lot of hair cutting, actually. Um, I have a white, I, I mean, I, I have a lot of color cut. I mean, I'm, I'm the type of stylist that I'm open to doing anything. So I do perms, I do the relaxers, I do, you know, men's cuts, women's cuts, color, pretty much any extensions, you know, anything that comes through the door. I'm open to do. I'm not going to limit myself nice. on the services that I can perform because that only hurts me. True story. True story. Yeah, and some, I mean, I know as a cutting specialist, I mean, I've always tried to keep an open mind and try things. Some things I just could not, like the extension thing, I just, I didn't have a passion for it. The money is good. I mean, you yeah. can make some good money doing it. I just couldn't. I even tried makeup once. I even auditioned once. Uh, for uh, Mac, right out of school, I cheated because my model was a makeup artist. And basically, when the lady wasn't there, she told me what to put where, what brush to use, put the blue here, put the. And I somehow got a job. They were like, "Oh yeah," but then I had two other jobs. So I was like, "Yeah, let me back, let me stay in my lane and back away from this." But I'll give it a shot. So speaking of makeup, that's been a, a part of the um, at our salon now that you've been instrumental in helping develop you know, the makeup specialist program. Uh, what are some of the goals? Like, what do you want to see happen with makeup at the salon 1.0? You know, I would love for people to be able to come in and if they want a class on something, to be able to teach them. I want to be able to teach the stylists that are here that are comfortable doing makeup to be able to teach it as well. So that way, you know, those that are interested in the makeup, because a lot of women, they, they didn't grow up you know, having a mother or whatever that taught them how to do makeup. A lot of people try to learn themselves. And with the day and age of YouTube, you know, you have yeah. a lot of people that think that they're a makeup artist. I like to call them makeup enthusiasts because they haven't had the training. Right, because right, you, right. I mean, it's more than just doing makeup for somebody. Like, you have to know proper sanitation. And it's great that a lot of these people have done so well on YouTube. right. But at the same time, a lot of the pictures that they post are of themselves. So they're not posting pictures of work that they've done. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it is, it's 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 kind of tricky. And that's where hopefully I think with what, you know, we're going to start hopefully doing more in the makeup. Education is a big thing. Um, so I think that'll be, hey, sit down, sit down. We've got a little four-legged friend on set. So I think that'll be a big thing you know, kind of looking um, at where we can take that. And we're going to get into more of that uh, later. So now you've been here as a successful stylist, building your business, got a pretty awesome uh, announcement just recently, mm -hmm. right? What happened recently? What's, what's the breaking news? <laughs> so recently, um, I took my element two evaluation to be able to advance a little further in my 1.0 career. And fortunately, I have passed that. Yeah. So as of this coming Friday, I will officially be yeah. an Element 2 stylist. Awesome. And, and depending on what day you guys are listening to this, I mean, today it's the 29th of May. So yeah, June 1st, it's yes. exciting. It's a big step in your journey, creating original cut and color. It's, it's not easy. I mean, you have to get inside your own head. Did you find yourself Sit down? Did you find yourself drawing on like all of your artistic, you know, limbs to pull all that together? Well, I've always, so to kind of backtrack a little bit, I, when I was in college, my thesis in college 
Interesting. Um, my thesis in college actually was based a lot on nature. So kind of along the lines, a little bit more of a spiritual realm. So I continued in that aspect now because for me, it just kind of helps me discover more about myself. I decided to use that as my basis for my, my collection, which will eventually be my collection. So, um, just finding aspects. Um, I'm taking a kind of spiritual, spiritual journey on my own that goes through the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. So and your air, first look is? So air is my first element or my first element or my first look. Uh, so in designing that air, I mean, how do you design air, right? So for me, it's more kind of delving into kind of the soul of what that is. So when I picture air, you have to kind of look at the trees and how the trees blow or somebody's hair specifically and how the wind blows through that hair. So when I designed my cut and color, I did it to be a little more flowy and a ton of movement and I wanted to show specifically in the color that I designed more dimension. Definitely. So. And for those of you guys who want to check more of that out, I'm sure you have some pictures on your Instagram. I haven't posted them yet. Okay. So hopefully be. <laughs> there'll be some pictures on the Instagram, um, the storyboard. I mean, it just, you have to see it. It was awesome. It was a pleasure. I got to watch it as the kind of uh, assessor in the, in the, in the room. I got to watch it all kind of come together. So that was awesome. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. You. So as we're kind of wrapping up here, I just, I mean, a couple more things I'm curious. I mean, you're doing a lot. You have a lot more to do, I'm sure. Um, what are some of the things like you have on kind of your uh, professional like goal list, things that you want to accomplish in, as you look at the next few years? Well, I would love to eventually become a national educator because awesome. I've always loved to share my knowledge. I've never been one to kind of keep it a secret. I love to help people and share what I've learned. And being that I've been doing this for a little while, I kind of do have a lot of knowledge just I was always teased by my mother. I was called a professional student because I did go to school so much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it really has only helped me. So I'd love to become, you know, national educator. I'd love to become a platform artist. I'd love to be able to do makeup backstage at, you know, either the gathering or premiere, or you know, one of those shows, awesome. or even just something local, just cool. to kind of be able to help doing cool. something along those lines. Very cool. Awesome. That sounds, that sounds pretty cool. So when, when you look at, you know, where you're at, you know, and you think like getting started, you know, when you think there's other people out there, there's people right now that are at the credit union or call, doing debt collecting and their real, their passion is art, you know, but maybe they're like, oh, maybe I, I missed the boat or something like that. And you started later. Um, what would you say to that person that's maybe thinking about it, but not sure? You know, the thing with art is it's, very subjective and there's so many different aspects to it hence why I called myself Dawn the Artist that's kind of where that came from because I don't just do hair I don't just do makeup I you know I paint I sculpt I weld I do all kinds of different aspects of art so really kind of finding that niche or something that you love and just going with it being open to suggestions and advice that people have for you and just kind of being a sponge and taking in as much as you can because it's only going to benefit you awesome awesome so just do it get started mm -hmm. right get started very cool well it's been a pleasure talking with you and I, I know a lot of people are gonna there's there's so much I mean we could probably talk for another hour this is like the surface so we'll definitely I'm looking forward to having you on um, definitely looking forward to digging more into the makeup talking more about your journey catching up with you and catching all of our listeners up um, on what you're up to as your career continues to develop uh, every single day that you're, you know, you're getting after it. And for all of you guys that, you know, want to get in touch with Dawn, I know I, I'm a lot of times when I'm on the road speaking, I always inevitably a lot of people are, they talk about makeup and I'm, I always kind of direct them to your Instagram, your Instagram for all of the listeners. So pretty much anywhere that you can find me on whatever social media, it's going to be under Dawn the Artist. D-A- D-A-W-N-T-H-E-A-R-T-I-S-T. Nice and simple. Keep so. the brand consistent yes. across all platforms. That's the way to do it, guys. There's your social media tip for the day. Keep it consistent. I mean, mine's jacked up. I'm Sunny D. I'm Sunny D-E-E. -E. I'm Sunny D 1.0. 
it's all jacked up. I wish I had gotten my name sooner, but <laughs> but you got yours. So make sure you guys give her a follow at Dawn the Artist on the gram, on Facebook, any other platforms you're on. Um, I do have Twitter. I don't really use it, but okay. mainly my my easiest way to contact me is either through you know the Instagram or the Facebook. I do have my personal page, but I also have my my fan page, which I guess we can call it that. Um, at Dawn the Artist, and you'll cool. be able to see some you know makeup, hair. Just a variety of different pictures there. Um, I cool. also have a website called DawnTheArtistOnline.com. Nice. Cool. Very cool. Well, you guys better give it a check. Make sure you give her a follow. Hit her up with some makeup questions, career. You know, you want your credit score. Maybe she still has still has some contacts at the bureaus. We don't know, but it's been awesome having you on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and do this. Uh, looking forward to you guys listening looking forward to you guys watching we'll have video clips we'll have this up on the yfy podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts whether it's on apple podcast google play the google music store overcast uh what other podcasts undercast who knows what kind of cast they have soundcloud spotify wherever you listen to your podcast definitely we hopefully you'll go there we appreciate your ears your attention pass this on to other makeup artists other people that you know are out there that are thinking you know maybe i'll do it maybe i won't or maybe they're doing something and their real passion is the art and what is art to you and make sure you stay in touch so thank you guys for listening thank you for being here dawn once again thank you thank you and we look forward to talking to you guys on the next episode. And remember, this is the YFYI podcast. This is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you'll be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bam. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Cool. How'd it go? Cause I'll never die